You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. Welcome to the first Geekly Media Comic Book Summit. We are here this week with uh, some members of Geekly and friends of Geekly that are ready to talk about the first ever uh, crossover. We're going to try and create our own crossover as a, an exclusive to Patreon. That's right. One of our Patreon or one of our Patreon benefits is a uh, poll that allows you to vote on. Uh, giving us a topic to do a whole podcast on, and the topic that won this this month was create a cro- comic book crossover event. Now, if you're not familiar, uh, listeners, with the crossover event, uh, Chris, why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners what a crossover comic book crossover event is? So this is when everybody comes to play. So typically, we get to see Batman and Robin hanging out all the time because they're Batman and Robin. What about Batman, Green Lantern, and say Hitman or or some of the Teen Titans? So this is the epic end of days as it comes to any respected universe <clears throat> where we see all the characters, big guns and D-list characters stand up to face the ultimate evil and hopefully triumph. Um, but as the bad guys say, all they've ever got to do is just win once. So what we're going to do is we're going to take all the tropes of these crossovers we're going to challenge ourselves and we're going to come up with hopefully, yeah, I'm pretty sure we will, some amazing story that's going to entertain you, our fantastic Patreon listener. And if you aren't a big comic book reader, uh, you would know the comic book crossover events in their television or movie form in uh, essentially uh, Infinity War, Marvel's Infinity War, right? That was a big crossover yeah. event in the comic books. Yep. Or if you watched uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths on the DC Universe, that was, or in the sorry, the CW Universe, that was uh, a crossover event in DC Comics way back when. Uh, to to create this comic book event, we have our guests. So it's myself and Chris plus Ian from Journey into Mystery. Hey, I made it here. Hi, <laughs> and Rafa, who's always a part of Geekly Media with his writings, and now currently writes a. Helps write a conversation between Chris and himself for the Batman Captain America discussions. Hey, it's me. Pleasure to have me. <laughs> <laughs> and great, and who's also? Back. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Rafa. I totally no, cut I you off. That's, no, that's what we're saying, right? The whole purpose is we're all excited to be here, and just always being a part of this illustrious group of amazing people allows us to 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 share our creativity, and that's what I'm most excited for today exactly so get on those creative hats now friend to the podcast always and always shows up a very couple of times i don't know how to say that a very couple times. a fair a fair few a fair few is sam sam say hi to the folks hi to the folks <laughs> okay so chris do you have it written down because i do what the the prompt that we came up with okay so for our prompt we're going to start off with, in order to build a successful uh, summer event, a crossover event of these types, we want to know what universe will this take place in? So DC, Marvel, Image, Dynamite, or whatever you choose. Or you could just focus on a character family. So you could decide to say, hey, I want to take down the Bat family. How am I going to do this? So you need to tell us who's your main focus. Which universe or character is it going to That's be? how. Uh, <laughs> next up, uh, what villain or villains will be your bad guy and what are their motivations? So as we saw in the Infinity War in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Thanos wanted to eliminate half of the population because life cannot sustain all those people. Or if you go back to the classic Crisis on Infinite Earths, the Anti-Monitor just wanted to get rid of all positive matter items. Next, we want three major changes after the event. So what's going to happen? So if we stick with Crisis on Infinite Earths, you have the death of Barry Allen that leads to Wally West stepping up to be the Flash. So give us three examples of major changes that you would like. 
Um, next, because if we're going to talk comic books, what's your why? So why did you pick the characters and what you did to them? Like, what do they mean to you? And why did you feel that was important? And then, of course, we can't have a major event without somebody dying. So we want two major casualties. Who are you going to take out of the DC, Marvel, or whatever comic book universe? Who are you taking out and putting them away for the final sleep? Of course, they'll come back in a couple issues. It's okay. <laughs> <sighs> so there we go, folks. And since we're we are part of the Geek Elite, we get to have uh, all to choose from. So, and we're going to do this as a, as a democracy because it's collaborative. What world do we want to jump into, folks? I say Marvel, only because it's Marvel. <laughs> no other reason. <laughs> so, Mar- Sam's going for Marvel, Chris. I could definitely play in the Marvel universe, sure. Ian, I mean, I I would have gone with with DC, so I'll toss my vote in that way. Rafa, I'll also toss in my vote for DC. How dare you, folks? <laughs> <laughs> Swing vote, Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> with dynamite. <laughs> Go with image. <laughs> you know what? Uh, since I think it's more topical, let's go ahead and go with Marvel. Uh, right. uh, I mean, I, I, I was I was wanting to vote for a DC, but we're gonna go with Marvel. <laughs> who is <laughs> <laughs> who is the the main uh, focus, or is it a family, or is it a certain book? Where do we want to go from there? Ooh, this um, is hard. Oh well, see, I have I know who I want to throw in, but it's absolutely Go dumb. Go <laughs> I want to hear it. Let's hear it. Because <laughs> you said we could pull for the D list, Mitch. Who's my D list Marvel go to? Oh crap! Uh, Man, it's two, it's two Gun Kid, bro. No, that's right, <laughs> Two Gun Kid. We forgot about that in the last recording. Two Gun Kid. What about Plastic Man? <laughs> oh man no, we're, Marvel, and then his first choice is a DC character sorry <laughs> <laughs> <It's all right. laughs> nah. you mean Mr. Uh, I was just being <laughs> that's what I meant <laughs> I was being done with Two Gun Kid just because it would have been real fun but uh, on the real I need to think about that for a second so come back to me you know all what right. I, I think my vote on that is I say let's go with the Marvel Universe that way you can you could have D-Man and the two gun kid we get to pick everybody and then let's just say what there's the five of us in here so let's we each pick a, a hero villain or just you know a side character if you want to pick Foggy Nelson and you're going to throw him into this adventure what do you think I like that idea okay so Chris yeah. start us off who's who's your one character so if we're going cosmic and potentially street level and all that stuff, I, you know what? I'm just going to go there. I'm going to go Winter Soldier. Oh, the Winter Soldier. Okay. All right. Uh, Ian. All right. Um, I, I, I'm still, I'm torn between like three right now. Come back around. I'm sorry. No problem. Sam, who do you want to, who do you want to show up? I think I know who you would want to look at your shirt. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Ask me that question again? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> For those who can't see it, Sam's wearing a Punisher shirt at the moment. I had to. You guys know that. <laughs> it was either this one or the other Punisher shirt. That I had. <laughs> well, Chris, I think uh, that means Frank Castle is a part of our uh, <laughs> our uh, crossover event here. Yeah, can't go wrong with another guy with guns. <laughs> <laughs> Rafa, I mean, I, I kind of feel like there's a story already developing here. Let's see who you pick. I'm going to go with, let's go with Luke Cage. Luke Cage? That is not who I thought you were going to pick. Wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But thought you were going to give us the, the, the too much red sea and mutant himself. <laughs> You know, there's there's a lot of Scott Summers fans on this panel here, uh, Ian. You might not want to. I, I, I had to be very careful with how I how I named him. <laughs> you know, most of the time you usually just say the greatest X Man ever. <laughs> okay, you know, Hickman is handling it on his side, so we're gonna have great Scott stories. So I'm gonna let I'm gonna let them handle that. We're gonna make our own great story. Scott doesn't need all of the all the shine, you know. There you go. I mean. 
how how do you fight something like that? Ian, because he's amazing. Back to you. All right, I want to toss a villain in. Okay, and go Taskmaster. Taskmaster. All right, so Winter Soldier, Taskmaster, Punisher, and Luke Cage, and that leaves me. Uh, you know who I'm going to throw in? I'm going to throw in Thunderbolt Ross because I yeah. want this story to be all uh-huh. uh, super soldiers and being created because Luke Cage was experimented on to get his powers. Taskmaster is a mutant, uh, but he works for the government. Winter Soldier works for the government. Frank Castle used to work for the government. Like I like this story, turning how it's turning out. It's almost like a Soldiers of Fortune kind of story. Yeah. Like. <laughs> I like this. A very uh yeah, this is a Cladstein team of former government ops and what they're gonna do. It's like X Force Black Ops. <laughs> when when the Thunderbolts aren't the Thunderbolts, but they are the Thunderbolts, but not really. <laughs> Would you need to go one step further than the Thunderbolts? Actually, you know what? All of these people have been a member of the Thunderbolts team. I mean, the only one I'm questioning is Taskmaster, but <clears throat> oh. soldier. Them, Luke Cage led them. Ross and Francis were on there together when they were the Thunderbolts Red. So yeah. Taskmaster might be the only one. So that's his induction. <laughs> Taskmaster, don't take no commands from nobody. <laughs> so maybe this is a Thunderbolts uh, crossover event. And uh, this is like a new we team. Just didn't realize it. Yep. Yeah. I, could, I. I'm digging it. Thunderbolt Ross. All right. Uh, who Who's motivating this team to get together? Thunderbolt uh, Ross. <laughs> I meant villain. Villain. Coulson from Shield. <laughs> Yikes! Why not? Why not one of the greatest villains of all time? We got Mister Norman Osborn coming back. Ooh. Ooh, who also was the leader of Thunderbolts at one point. <laughs> yes, he was. You thought he was dead. I mean, I like that because for a big Marvel crossover, we need uh, we need Spider Man to show up at some point. And how else do you get Spider Man to show up if you don't have Norm Osborn and the Green Green Goblin? You, you need Spider Man to be that like that like moral crux of your story. <laughs> and maybe that's one of the casualties later. Yikes! Hey, ooh, just spoilers, that out. bro. Spoilers. <laughs> I mean, there's enough spider people running around in the Marvel universe right now that we can lose one. I'd be okay with it. Remember, I told you I'm just going to be the one advocating for death, Jerry Ordway style. <laughs> <laughs> how about we kill Superman? <laughs> Yo, so how about we let How about we let Diana use his skull like a mace? <laughs> Oh, that's great. All right. Norman so, Osborn comes back. Who's the first person he kills that starts off the story? Who? What What hero are we losing? The two-gun kid. Let's say we're losing <laughs> Natasha Romanoff. Oh. Wow. I was, I was going to say we lose we lose Banner. Damn. Okay. Banner? So we got Banner. Oops. We got R- Natasha. Uh... Who would I like to see kill? A couple of people from the Avengers. That way it makes sense why these ragtag guys got to come together. Like we've got, what what was it I'm looking for here? Um, In that case, Brad Pitt, the World War II movie. uh, Fury. Well, kind of like Fury, but what's he, Inglorious Bastards. We got Inglorious Marvels. <laughs> Inglorious Thunderbolts. We's in the business of killing Hydra, and business is a booming. <laughs> and I want my, I want my multiple heads. I need my, I need my tentacles. There it is. <laughs> well, what if, what if instead? So, like, we're talking about villains, right? Like, we're talking about, um, we're talking about Norman Osborn. How about instead? How about Norman Osborn has teamed up for some reason with, um, Nick Fury. And the way that this starts off is big headlines in the news. Nick Fury has gone AWOL. He has kind of done a Batman, and he's taken out the Avengers. And now okay. these guys have to Nick come together. Nick Fury takes out the Avengers? Well, Nick Fury, would have, Nick Fury would have the secret files. He would have those those files that Batman had on each of each Justice League to take them out. He would get a hold of them where, where, they're, where they're not where they're resting, recuperating, whatever. Is that what you mean? Kind of deal, yeah. yeah, something like yeah. that, yeah. Like one, like and then Norman Osborn gets a hold of those files, it works out perfect. 
Huh. Well, and even too, if you don't like, if you're uncomfortable with making Nick Fury a bad guy, there is his evil clone slash brother, Max, Max Fury. Max Fury, that's right. So that would make it a more global scale for Marvel if you had Max Fury and what was his group called? Dragon or something like that? Oh, yeah, it was something like that. I'd have to look it up. Yeah. They team up with Norman Osborn. So now you have the anti shield with the anti Nick Fury teaming up What's with the. What was that? Max Fury. Max Fury, yeah. yeah. He, he teaming up with him to 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 take on the uh, giving the Green Goblin a more global like uh, uh, power set, so to speak. I like yeah, that. He usually a bit more of that. Scorpio or the Shadow Council. Council. Shadow Council. That's what it was. I was. That's what I was looking for. Huh. So. Uh, so then, okay, you got you have him taking out Natasha. You have him taking out Banner. Now, is he taking out Banner? or Is he taking out the Hulk? Or are they one and the same? They're one and the same. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I I would say with with Banner getting tossed in the ring here, we would do like just complete incapacitation of the both of them. Be it they're dead, you shoot them back into space and try to start World War the Hulk 2 um, whatever you need to do to just get like Banner and the Hulk completely out of the picture like they are just gone okay so I would say I would suggest instead of killing off Banner Hulk you take him out and that way he can be the third act uh, surprise or something you know so he's, so he's incapacitated at this moment correct throughout yes. most of the story okay. but Nata- I mean if you're killing off Natasha then I don't know if you bring in the whole clone thing with Natasha that they brought out in what was that book called, uh, Chris? Oh, Tales of Suspense, I believe. Yeah, Tales of Suspense. I mean, that's that's a possibility. Uh, I definitely think we need a we need a couple more people to either go missing or die. So no. you have you have the Hulk and you have a spy. You have a monster and a spy. What other? Sorry. Oh, you know what? They should take out uh, the ghost. That way, it also shows that the villain community is on watch as well. Ooh, I like yeah, that. That's my yeah, that's there. a good idea. That's okay. a good idea. Take out the ghost. We don't know his his real identity, so uh, just take out take out the ghost. Uh, and then one more. Uh, good guy back. Doc- back. Yeah, kick kick Doctor Doom out. Wow, that's a big one, and I like yeah. that. That would, that would also put it on the the, the global what was that? scale. Yeah, global scale. We kick out Doctor Doom, and now even like the the other big name villains are kind of looking like, oh, uh, this could actually be a problem. Hold on. So all these people either go missing or die. Who's the first one to notice? Because that's what we had in, like, uh, uh, what was it? Identity Crisis, where Blue Beetle gets killed? Oh, that's true. Yeah, so Blue Beetle dies, and that's what puts everybody on the, on edge. So maybe this is one where I, I, I kind of want to toss it at. I like the idea that Ross either sets this team together, or maybe, you know, off what Ian says, uh, Taskmaster doesn't take no guff from people, so maybe he sets it up. And this group of people, like, know where you stand with them they're not like yeah you know at the end of it spider-man is gonna do good guy thing but Askmaster or ross can look and realize that cage punisher or bucky they're gonna do the right thing it doesn't matter if it's heroic or not i don't know my, my that's my leaning towards who's who brings the group together who's the first one to notice anything i would maybe, love it maybe if we want you could say jennifer uh jennifer walter no, not Walter. Uh, Jennifer. No, uh, Betty Banner. She's the one who noticed it, and she gets eliminated. Ooh, I, I, that's that's good. I I mean, I'm, I like the idea of Taskmaster bringing the group together, but like it starts off with him running for his life. Like he is trying, he is he is afraid and and trying to escape. And the first person he maybe contacts is is Frank, like to say, "Hey, I need you to meet me here. I know we aren't on the best of terms, but." And then he just starts collecting other. Uh, he collects the Winter Soldier. He collects 
Thunderbolt Ross, he gets Luke Cage, and he's like, hey, these guys, Norman Osborn and the Shadow Council are trying to kill everybody. We need to do something. I, I like that Norman. idea. <laughs> I also, yeah, another thing that I can say, instead of him maybe coming to, to Frank first, maybe it's one of those things I need to get to somebody and maybe he gets into contact with Jessica Jones, like she's doing her investigation. Like he's uncovered some kind of big conspiracy. Maybe that's how we tie in Dr. Uh, Doom. Like someone has plotted, I know who killed Dr. Doom. And so he goes to Jessica Jones to kind of talk to her about her or whatever, to get into contact with the other Avengers or whatever that works. And then when he's doing that, she gets killed. And then that's what brings Luke in. And Luke and him already hate each other. Like that creates even more of a, of a problem. And then with Luke, he's able to contact some of those underground people. Yeah. And then you come to find out that because Taskmaster's uh, history is so jumbled and out there, like at he actually reported to Thunderbolt Ross at one point. Like he was his yeah. superior officer. I like that. Yeah. We're killing Jessica Jones. No, he's going to talk to Jessica Jones. Yeah, she, she needs to. She needs to get hurt, or something needs to happen to get Luke Cage's attention. Yeah. That's do we think that any of this would bring in Danny Rand or Matt Murdock? I say you keep those two out because they're too heroic. They're too altruistic. Mm-hmm. You okay. wouldn't do what needs to be done because at this point, I think Cage is going to question like. What am I going to do? Like, he's already got beef with Norman Osborn. And if you mess okay. with his wife on top of that, I could see him getting his fist bloodied. So he's kind of like, I don't really yeah. want Danny or Matt there because they're going to talk me out of something that I might want to do. Yeah. If, yeah, if like we that. wanted to keep digging deep um, with the Jessica Jones and Luke Cage connection, depending on where in the timeline we want to put this, we could get Squirrel Girl involved because she watched their kid for a while. <laughs> and she has defeated the biggest of the big. Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, maybe that's a, maybe that's an act three thing. We don't even have to include it, but there we, we have that connection if we need it, which gives us all of the great lakes Avengers. If you really need something to make you laugh at some point, because this sounds like a heavy story. <laughs> well, maybe at some point, maybe at some point they become like, they're just kind of back up. And so like, maybe, maybe like into like the fourth or fifth issue when they're finally confronting Osborne or something, they're outgunned. And then it's like, how the, how the, am I allowed to curse on this? I'm, I, can put, I haven't been on one of these in too long. Can I, I can curse, right? Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Like, like who the fuck is going to help us? And then it's like, who, who invited the fucking West coast Avengers? And then like, they're, they're just trying to help him for a second. And then that's, that's really all that part is. I think that'd be a little bit funny. West coast get... or great, great lakes. Great lakes. That one. The beach Avengers. Are we talking B-Team Avengers? Uh, this is more like L-Team Avengers. So <laughs> you end up in a, you end up with a couple panels of like Mr. Immortal just getting absolutely pummeled and he's just like, ow, my bones. Because <laughs> <laughs> he won't die, but he feels everything. So he's just like, this is the worst existence. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, that's going to be like the end of your I'm I'm looking at it. Okay. Well, okay. So this artist and writer, I think Alex DeCampi, she did this uh, Hell's Kitchen movie club, which is basically Winter Soldier and Frank Castle hanging oh, out, watching see. movies, and just being bros. So I, I want because your team essentially, like we've discovered how we can get uh, Ross Cage and Taskmaster in. I want it to be like maybe like. Bucky and Frank are going to go like rent the next movie they're going to watch and they're out front of the red box and it just gets destroyed during a battle. And that's their <laughs> motivation for joining in. It's like, you ruined our movie night. Now we need something to do. <laughs> but it's got to be like, it's got to be like the, the movie you would not expect. And it's like, man, we were going to watch Steel Magnolias on a retro night. I want Bridges of Madison County. It's still Clean Eastwood, but it's got those emotions. <laughs> <laughs> we were going to watch Bridge over the River Kwai, but go. in French. <laughs> That's funny, man. So, yeah. I mean, yes, Bucky and Frank get their, their movie night ruined is a, is a motivation. <laughs> um, and, and I love the idea of, like, at the end of the first, first act, you have the Great Lake Avengers 
standing their grounds against Norman Osborn and the Shadow Council and just get obliterated, like done. Yes. And that, then that sounds like that sounds like uh the Nova Corps all being killed by Thanos as mm-hmm. yes. and, you know uh what's his Richard Ryder comes flying into Earth to be like to to tell them like hey he's coming. And that's one of those things that like that gives us like final act like revivals if need be where it's like yo early on we saw these guys get smacked and now at the very end when people are like like the bigger ensemble comes together to fight Osborne then it's like I don't know Grasshopper and like Big Bertha show up because they're the <laughs> only ones that made it out perfect I like that. Uh, th- what happens in the second act do these uh all our heroes have to essentially uh do well and then split up so they got to go searching for something what do they got to search for or do they have to go searching for something someone someone go search for the ultimate nullifier to stop this craziness (laughs) who's the one hero or one comic book character that hasn't been around in a while that would be great chris as our local historian of, of comic books yeah the guy to come out of retirement. Oh, you want to pull somebody out of retirement? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Either retirement or uh, a big thing on all the characters. Sorry. Um, uh, Hawkeye. But we haven't mentioned him. Well, I don't think he's retired. Oh, he's, he's oh, yeah, you're right. He's, um. Yeah, but that yeah, you're talking movies. Though. Kind of. I, I I like the Blazing Skull. Just because I like I said when when we talked about him when we did all our new our invader stuff, I just like his nonchalant where it's like, Where have you been? Oh, I was being tortured by terrorists, but you know, it's cool. What do you need me for? <laughs> so it just would be like where he's like, Yeah, I was in Mexico fighting the cartel. Sure, I'll help you. <laughs> what, about, what about Ghost Rider? See, I was gonna say cosmic ghost rider, but we already have Frank Castle involved, yeah, yeah. so we can't do it. That was the first thing I thought about. That needs to be a page where they do contact him. And he's like, I'm already helping you guys. And he points at Frank, flips off Frank and then flies off. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be like that scene scene in uh, one of the X-Men movies where they're going for Wolverine and he's sitting at a bar and they're like, Hey, we'd like to, he's like, go fuck yourself. And they're like, okay, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So blazing skull would be the thing that would, give him the 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 advantage over norman osborne and the shadow council or uh ghost rider like which what what would be the thing that would that only they could bring like obviously cosmic ghost rider would be way too much (laughs) so i know what they did damnation everybody loved the idea that the avengers when they got possessed by mephesto they had the ghost rider flaming skulls right so what if we Mm -hmm. play with it something like I don't know. Maybe this is in my mind, but I remember like a DC crossover. I think it was one of the flash ones, probably like terminal velocity when Jesse quick or sorry, Johnny quick was like, Hey, you already use the speed force. Use the, uh, use the, uh, the, 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 the equation three X Y. So you'd be even faster. So what if like, you know, like, like I've been trying to say that, that, uh, blazing skull should be an old time ghost rider, but what if he's got this whole like other, just, like here's a great way I channel my energy of anger is I become a flaming skull. So what if he teaches our group of people to become flaming skull heads? So that's like the advantage he gives them to where they can take maximum punishment and diss out awesome vengeance. I think I'm okay with this. The The idea yeah. that Blazing Skull can share his power with the, the rest of them, or at least teach them how to use his power. Like, yeah, that's the the added bonus. But there's got to be a downside for these our heroes. Then anybody every time, every time all, they do it, they're all very focused fighters or snipers or stuff like that. The sad thing is when they become these skulls, they probably are going to cause more damage, like property damage, uh, collateral damage, than they would have if they had stayed their average selves. Maybe that's it. Okay. Anybody else? Every, every time they use it, they have a harder time coming back. Like, I almost kind of wanted to just, I mean, I love those both of the ideas. The one, one thing I was just going to be like, every time, for every hour they use it, it cuts off one year of their life at the end kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Rafa, did you know you're sideways? Yes. 
figuring it out. Sorry. Uh, I I like that. I like the the one hour equals one year kind of thing. Um, the other concept I had was if we're bringing Norman Osborn back, wasn't he supposed to be dead? I mean, he's always supposed to be dead. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if if we do like if we do Ghost Rider, then he was brought back through some nonsense, and Ghost Rider's the one that can send him back to hell. I like. I mean, I like the. I, the you can do that, I and mean, you could you could have it as Norman Osborn made a deal with Mephisto to get out of hell, kind of thing. That works. That works for me too. And then, yeah, you have Blazing Skull as a. Uh, we retroactively make him that he was a, a ghost writer for during World War II. Like I love that. So now we have you have Ghost Rider without having Ghost Rider. We don't have to have Danny Ketch or Johnny Blaze come in. We can since it's a big crossover, but you don't need them. But like the 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 angle of a Ghost Rider being there of it's like made a deal with Mephisto. Now somebody has to go and like cancel the contract. Yeah. <laughs> How, how does that work for you, Chris? Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Rafa? Any, anything? Any other uh, downsides you want to throw in there? No, I think I think that works for what it is. I don't think we have to worry as far as anything else. I think that kind of builds to what we're ultimately trying to do. So I think we're good with that. Okay, so then at the end of the second act, they all have to go their separate ways because because of some some event. What what happened? COVID. COVID happened. That's right. We all went our separate ways because our flaming skulls do not block viruses from coming in. <laughs> you know what could be interesting? Okay, so if we. Sorry, go ahead, Sam. No, I was just. I, it didn't seem like you could hear us a, a second ago. <laughs> That's all. Go ahead. <laughs> Okay, so what about this? When they activate that Blazing Skull power, which is going to be like a derivative of the, the the spirit of vengeance, what if the fact that all of them have blood on their own hands, that's why they can't work together? Because like, if I'm Winter Soldier and I'm blazed up, <laughs> that's funny, uh, and I look at, <laughs> at Thunderbolt Ross, I'm going to be like, dude, you have so much blood on your hands, I'm compelled to kill you, and the only thing stopping me from killing you is myself. So that's the whole reason why they have to farm themselves out. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, ledgers. That guilt could definitely do a, a big number on them if they're the, I mean, if they're the spirit of vengeance. There you go. Here's your uh, Ghost Rider tie-in. He, he could be the Ghost Rider of 1945. Boom. Done. It's I'm, there. It's precedent. I like that, like, split reason where everybody has to go their own way and they either have to do something to atone or they have to figure out how to work through the need to deliver vengeance on people they're trying to work with. Without <laughs> killing them. <laughs> exactly. Without what, Sam? Without killing them. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Maybe there could be even its own like little special tie-in, like because I know like with the with the issues, a little tie-in like an annual, where like we're getting a look into each one of their minds as the skulls, and basically kind of like what they're struggling with to not destroy the rest of their team. Ooh, I yeah, like, like, like an introspective like issue, character study. Because yeah. see, here's what I was thinking. I don't know, like part of. Go ahead. I was going to say uh, either an annual or or like a three or four issue, you know, one one title arc. You know, like um, Bucky would get his own little four four issue arc dealing with that. Castle would get his own. You know, everybody else would get their own little three or four issue uh, tie in arc. So for these tie in arcs, I want each one of our characters to meet up with a person that's involved in their lives, so to speak, that will help them work through the events that they are trying to get past somebody so. that they are friends with or somebody that they have been in, in, uh, uh, in, uh, against them in the past, either, or anything that will help them get like, if you could find, if, if, if taskmaster could get involved with cable, because cable is tangentially, you know, related to taskmaster through Deadpool. So like cable will then help, like go into his mind 
and like help him work through all the the deaths that he's caused kind of thing oh uh, it's they're all just going to therapy exactly they're all going to their own kind of therapy oh i love it <laughs> then, then for frank castle i choose wilson fisk oh okay so how does wilson fisk help frank castle i have no idea yet <laughs> so uh, we'll, the kingpin knowing that he he needs to stop Green Goblin and the Shadow Council. Like he uses all of his money to help Frank Castle do what? Oh man, go to rehab. Go to rehab. <laughs> we don't have that much time. <laughs> his issue of wanting to punish people over his family's death. I mean, it would it would basically essentially nullify him being the Punisher. Yeah, be all over. And that could be the ramification of this whole thing. At the very end, we don't have the Punisher anymore. Yeah. How about maybe all of them are broken men after this, and that's well, I think they're broken men to begin with. Yeah, definitely broken men to begin with, and, and afterwards, it's still going to be broken. You're right, Rafa. How about Sam or how about uh, Wilson Fisk takes uh, Frank Castle to the many different um, what's I mean, what would be the equivalent of a privatized VA hospital that he 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 picked up the money for like he doesn't really promote it but he has been doing it for years and he helps Frank talk to uh other soldiers that went through the same thing that Frank did that's what it would be it would just be a privatized uh VA system uh so, option how about how about that that's the way that Sam or, or Frank like it's some type of uh some type of a wounded warriors you know kind of thing yeah and he gets to talk to other warriors other other soldiers and stuff like that and Maybe work through his problems. Some of them. Some, yes, some. <laughs> uh, Ian, who did you pick? Oh, you picked Taskmaster. No. Did yeah, you? I was I was Taskmaster. I think Taskmaster needs to go hang out in New York and chase Spider Man around for those couple of, like those issues. Okay. What? How does Spider Man help him? Just teaches him how to be a kid again? No, like <laughs> looking at things with the innocence. Oh, um, always okay. trying like you may like you you have what you're trying to do and your end goal may be hurting the person but it, you don't always have to go there like now is this, no go, go ahead is this, sorry sorry go ahead sorry, no go no ahead, like sorry. you have a question like go for it i was gonna say um which peter which peter parker version are we talking spider-man are we talking high school spider-man or are we talking you know adult already spider I'm talking like like adult Spider-Man where he's okay. been he's been doing it for a while he has the okay. he has the trauma of being Spider-Man and having those big decisions on his shoulder of like what do I do now do I do I kill the guy or do I not kill the guy either way it's a bad choice yeah like yeah. so he like he has to go chase Spider-Man around and it's not like a hey we're going to sit down and talk about this it's conflicts between the two of them but through the whole thing and Spider-Man's banter cuz he's gonna he's gonna talk some sort of crap the whole time. Yep. He he finds the he finds that epiphany moment of like, "Oh. Just because bad guy does not mean bad guy." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like I think I think that's the kind of clarity that he could get from that where it's like you're you're not the you're not the evil you've caused if you are willing to atone and grow. Rafa, who, who who's uh, Luke Cage going to get help from? Ultimately, I would kind of build it off of him connecting with Jessica. Like, whatever happened there, like, let's say she was in the hospital or whatever. She's trying to kind of understand where he's coming from, but she has no luck. So then he goes um, and spends some time with uh, Danny, Danny Rand. And he kind of helps him look through um, his thoughts and just kind of maybe even using the fist somehow to kind of heal some of his wounds, um, both emotional and through that. I think that could be something that we can do there. Helps him find his chi. Ooh, I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, And then, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, but then we end up with Luke Cage telling everybody that he's the legendary Iron Fist. (laughs) Every time he meets anybody. I don't think he would do that. I mean, we need that at least once in every single crossover event. So <laughs> I, I'm all for it. <laughs> Chris, what? How does Bucky you know, reconcile with his uh, his grief? So I had this. I'm going to share the idea. I can't use it, but I was going to go with Spider Man. 
Oh, <laughs> sorry, friend. Here's how the tie was going to work. He needs to kind of redeem himself in Spidey's eyes because remember, Peter's parents were agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And this would have been the time when Bucky was deep in the Winter Soldier. So I uh, thought that would have been neat. But that's going to be an idea I'll tuck and save for another day. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go with that. Yeah, I was like, oh, but it, but it's all right. But here's what I'm going to do instead. So like, the Bucky issue, like I'm going to beat you. I'm going to kind of corner you a little bit, Mitch. So I think the Bucky issue has to come last in this regard. So Bucky is like, okay, I've got to save this team that I'm with. I've got to put down the bad guys. And ultimately, he remembers seeing the Blazing Skull in action. He's glad that he got to work with the Blazing Skull. But the Blazing Skull kind of did one of those like, you know, vanishes into the ether moves, so he can't go to him. So he's going to go to the next best thing, which is Johnny Blaze. So he's going to team up with Johnny Blaze, and Johnny's going to basically essentially help him tame the evil inside. And obviously he's going to realize that, wow, you've got a whole bunch of evil inside you from your Winter Soldier days and whatnot. But he's going to help him to be like, look, here's how you look past the spirit of vengeance so you can temper it and control it. So this will help build towards the, the act three conclusion. So this way our inglorious bolts with flame on ability can go after the bad guys, but he's going to help them to learn how to temper it and then also find the good in things that have happened. So that way you're not totally trapped in this past of tormented horrors. I think that works out well. Uh, yeah. So then, for my guy, for Thunderbolt Ross, someone give me a uh, time traveler in the Marvel universe other than Kang. Mm. You're gonna make uh, me. You're gonna make me Google. <laughs> well, you already used Cable, I, right? No, we didn't oh. end up using Cable because he used ta- he used Spider Man for Taskmaster. That's true. Cable works. Who was okay. your choice again? My choice is Thunderbolt Ross. Thunderbolt Ross, okay. Essentially, what I want is I want to take Thunderbolt Ross back in time. Uh, maybe even maybe Bishop. It could be Bishop. I was going to say maybe Doctor Strange. Yeah. Does Doctor hey, Strange so actually time travel, or is that just the movie? There you go. No, use no, no. Uh, use uh, Ileana. She she gives you that X Men effect of Bishop and Cable. She also gives you that magical time travel ability that Doctor Strange has because she learned it from Doctor Strange. So there you go. <laughs> what about? Nope. Cro- Chronos? Chronarch Cro- uh, is what I was what I found. Oh, I don't know that character. Uh, uh, either way, I basically what I want is I want a deep dive into General Ross's past. You know, back into the when he first enlisted into the military. So it, he has to go back and he has to remember what it was to be that ideal idealistic young man that was going to serve his country. And uh, that's going to help him get past the things that he's done in his life. Back when he was private first class, Ross. On this edge, it's big on my mind. Look at Maestro. Maestro? Oh, Maestro is that future evil. Like, you know what? As much as Banner and Ross hate each other, this chain of events has to happen in order for the Maestro to happen. So it's still like it's going to help Ross win now, win the war, but he's going to lose the battle later. Sorry, win the win the battle now, but lose the war later because essentially he's going to be on a path towards proving himself true that Banner was always evil, but this has to be done now, kind of giving you that gray area conflict that this team is going to be good at doing. Isn't Maestro Maestro is a futuristic version of Banner and Hulk? Right? Isn't that what you just said? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's an evil Hulk I, from the future. Okay. I love that. I love that because you get to see that first off is going to be the two of them fighting each other, right? It's going to see the you're going to see Maestro and the Red Hulk fight each other, and then he's going to take them back through time. So that's what I'm all for. Okay, we're in the third act. They're all coming together. They're coming back together to defeat Norman Osborn. What? How's the story end? The story ends with uh, uh, a a very low end Green Goblin mask. Who's underneath the Green Goblin mess? Is it not or Norman Osborn? No, I wanted. I was gonna say like kind of like how they did in uh, was that one where where they took off his Iron Patriot mask and they saw that Green Goblin war paint on him? So I wanted to play something to oh, that yeah. effect where it's like, yeah, Norman's totally you know bad shit crazy. So maybe he's got like a little Spider Man totem drawn on him. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, Harry, it's Harry Osborn. 
I mean, bringing Harry out. I mean, he's been brought back, right? He's is he still alive? He's yep, he's, he's alive and kicking. Okay. Uh, yeah, we could ben. do that. <laughs> oh, is that too cliche? Is that too cliche? Oh, Uncle Ben. Aren't they all? Is it too cliche to to have uh, who they thought was Norman really be his son? I mean, that'd be interesting. I just I don't feel like. I mean, that's going to be a big turn for Harry to be a villain in this way. Well, but at the same time, though, if it's taken out his dad, it kind of fits his agenda. Yeah. We all want to kill our parents. <laughs> Especially when your dad's the Green Goblin, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you, when you have the, the Goblin Oedipus complex, then... Uh... <laughs> yeah. Uh, so like what are the three... Me? maybe it's nick fury well, like he comes back and he's like oh hell no you don't take my face and make it look this bad and work with norman osborne so maybe he's the secret character that comes out and he gets that kill shot a la secret invasion damn oh okay i like that that could be cool uh are we on to the three major changes i think so yeah. okay so three major what, changes what are we what do we got? Who, who's got? Who's what's the big change in the Marvel universe after this event? I think I like the uh, idea that Thunderbolt Ross is basically responsible for creating Maestro. Oh, I was also yeah. going to have Thunderbolt Ross get killed at the end of this. There's one of the casualties for that part. Then, <laughs> yeah. how about both? Yeah, he created Maestro and he did that. And does okay. he die by suicide? I don't- he, he, I think he, that might be too heavy for this story because it's already a really heavy story as it is. <laughs> but I mean, he's of the team. Someone has to die. Someone has to die at the end of this. It's, it's just the way that these events work. Castle. And of that yeah. team, who's the one that's most expendable for comic book writing? Like Thunderbolt Ross and Red Hulk is still just a repetitive character. I'd yeah. say Frank Castle might be because yeah. he went yeah, he seriously. went through this therapy. He got closure. He went and used that closure to be able to stop this event. He has nothing left. He has to become yeah. the cosmic ghostwriter. <laughs> this is how he does it. <laughs> he ascends about, to space about, after being dead. I like where you're going with that, Mitch. I think I think he dies, and then I think that one of the big changes that ends up happening is Frank Castle is now he's not a killer anymore so now we yeah. explore a big part where now he maybe becomes a humanitarian and he opens up some kind of like clinic because of the events of of his little side story with uh wilson fisk i like that that's a big change that is a huge change the punisher that doesn't kill <laughs> Punisher is dead long live frank castle yeah there you go frank and then we Castiglione. <laughs> Then we end up with like the Castle Foundation from here on. I'm gonna like cry. That. Where is he getting the money from? Fisk. Same place he always gets it. The dead. Well, he, he's been storing up. He's been storing up money from all these dead gangsters he's been killing. I like Taskmaster <laughs> giving him the money. I think that's yeah. kind of maybe Taskmaster's owning as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, he he gets a donation from Danny Rand. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we really wanted to, a lot of different people could pay into this. Where it's like, oh yeah, yeah, please stop killing. Here, yeah, stop killing. Here's the money. Do your thing. And it's like he comes out and publicly makes a statement of like, "Hi, I've been a monster and living in the shadows for a long time. I'm over that, and I'd like to make a change." And then now it's also kind of a PR move. To be like, we're going to help make this monster not a monster anymore. Yeah. So you have the bigger name people making donations to him to fund the the Castle Foundation, and he's out here actually doing what he said he was going to do and trying to trying to make a, a better home for returning vets and all, and just extrapolating on that from there. Well, you know, Hell's Kitchen, Chris. Yeah. Uh, th- th- you could do your symmetry thing, and this could be like uh, Marvel's Sanctuary. Oh, no, no. I, I want, actually, I want the mafia. They keep paying for this castle hospital because they realize if Frank's busy over there, he's not busy killing them. Uh-huh. And that's I how Frank fights crime. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe, you know, 
Kingpin is looked as like reformed, like he's forgiven the Kingpin or whatever. So he joins him and he does like the underbelly operations of it. Damn. And then that's what's going to lead to the catalyst where eventually something's going to snap in Castle again. And then he's going to go after Wilson Fisk. I, I mean, this time for real. I like bezeling money. Ahead. I like the planning ahead. <laughs> and then I think another big thing of a major change would, I think this would open up for maybe Taskmaster. Master. It ends with him being like he's given a card, like Welcome to the Avengers Initiative or something. Ooh, wow. This is him to now becoming, this is kind of his Harley Quinn moment where now he's being set up to now be a good guy. I'm okay Damn. with this. Last thing we have <laughs> to do fine. then. <laughs> Yeah, that's right, because I love Taskmaster. Last thing we have to do is we need to bring someone back to life. Who's been long dead that we're bringing back to life? My hopes and dreams. <laughs> Your will to live? Yeah, can we, can we do that? Comic books will do that for you. Well, okay, who's people that Norman Osborn has killed? That could be fun. I mean, Ooh. Maybe Gwen Stacy comes back to life and, and then that spins off to a whole new world of problems where how does she enjoy living in a world where she's not the best version of Gwen dead. Stacy? She's got to deal with spider Gwen or spider ghost. That's true. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. That That's okay. So how do, how do we bring Gwen Stacy back? Well, considering we're spirits of vengeance, that's one of those cool like specter ghostwriter punishments where it's like you will now pay for all the years you've taken from Gwen by being dead and then she gets to live and ultimately he knows like the punishment is why did Green Goblin kill Gwen because he knew Peter loved her and now your death brings back the greatest love of your greatest enemy. Wow. Okay. There you go. Hey, oh, handled we we just did a crossover, folks. Oh, All right, that was fun. Pay me. Marvel, come here. <laughs> well, something I'm, I'm right now, please. We've got enough time for this, and I mean, some of us we were very much associated with these characters. But I, I know. So one of the questions is why you pick the characters and what they mean to you. So I don't know if this if we've got a couple minutes. What is your love or fascination with the character you picked? Or why did you feel that they should be a part of this this crossover? Do we have time for that? Yeah, yeah, of course. So uh, let's go, Sam first. Why, 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 why did you pick Frank Castle? Just because I, I have no other reason other than I've been a fan of his since '86. So that's he's the one I'm the most familiar with. He's he's not one of the more popular ones, and he's not a good guy. I mean. <laughs> Everybody knows that. Anybody who knows anything about Frank Castle as the Punisher knows he is not a hero. Yeah, and the 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 PR they're going to need to to spin him back around is going to is going to be a, a big one. So uh, I like yeah. that idea. So then, if you don't mind, Sam, what happened in 1986 that you decided like this Punisher, this guy, I'm going to devote myself to reading his adventures and following this character. What did it? Uh, what, would you be for me personally? Yeah. I was 15 years old in 1986. I had just started getting into comics and I knew that I was going to join uh, the, the, the Marine Corps. And um, uh, I, I just enjoying comics was always something that's been part of my life. Uh, and I've just, uh, I just like the fact that he's not a powered uh, character. That's, you know, that I, I I connected with him through the military, um, and I connected to him where I knew I was never going to have powers. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. That's that's exactly the the love of character, right? There. That's neat. Yeah. Ian, why why did you pick uh, Taskmaster? So I forgot that this was a stipulation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, even if it's just you plucked him out, like it doesn't have yeah. to, it doesn't mean something to you. It's just you just picked him because you liked him. I, I picked him. I like him. I like his character design. Um, I didn't know too much about him until I played uh, the most recent Spider-Man, like the PS4 Spider-Man game. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's uh, he's one of the like he, you have the Taskmaster trials all over New York uh, that you have to go solve, and the more of them that you do, you're saving lives and you're doing all these things, and the more like mysterious run-ins you get with him where he's just trying to figure out how to beat Spider-Man. That's all he wants to do is he's studying you and all this kind of stuff. So I like the research aspect of him. I like the methodical planning. 
um, that it's not worth doing if you have to do it multiple times. So, like, take your time, watch it, then do it. Cool. Cool. All right. I mean, yeah, that's it, it put me in a bind because he took my favorite <laughs> Marvel character. So I had I'm to. Sorry, be- Mitch. It's okay. I'm just messing with you. No. Uh, Rafa, why, why did you pick Luke Cage? I picked Luke Cage because as we were creating the story, I kind of saw a pattern of kind of where we were doing what we were doing with this. So I thought Luke Cage is a good character. That's both. He's got his feet in both worlds. As far as, you know, he was part of the secret Avengers. He was part of the normal Avengers. He's someone that knows kind of both concepts as far as this is someone who can be heroic, but at the same time knows at a street level, what needs to be done to get done. So that's why I picked him because I thought it would add a lot of nuance and I think it would bring the team a little bit together just because we got some villains. We got some people that are a little kind of close to villains, but also anti-villains or anti-heroes. So I thought that really added that element to it. That's why I picked him. Yeah. Chris. So for me, the winter soldier, <clears throat> I can tell you, I went up reading comics. My first captain America was captain America 400. And in the back of it, it had a reprint of Avengers number four. I remember reading that that was my very first exposure to captain america and that's where bucky dies it's like this guy gets brought from the golden age to the silver age just to die just to make cap a little bit more interesting so it kind of made me feel for the character uh years later you know i'm i'm, I'm reading captain america i get lucky all right cool Here's the ed brubaker stuff i'm reading it as it's coming out and i want to say i think it was issue uh 12 and Captain America uses the cosmic cube to restore the winter soldier's memories of Bucky. Let him know who he is. The way Steve Epton drew that panel, Bucky, after he gets his memories and he looks right at Steve and he's like, "Why? how could you do that? And it wasn't the fact that it's like, thanks for saving me. Thanks for getting me out of there. It's like, how could you make me aware of all this guilt and damage that I'm done and from that, it became a story of redemption. And that's always been my favorite co- type of comic book story. I love when a hero gets knocked down. I love it even more so when they rise up. And at volume, like what Rafa and I are doing with Batcap when we're talking about it, it's just great to revisit those memories. And the minute I read those stories when they first came out, I knew Bucky, Winter Soldier, is definitely going to be one of my favorite Marvel mainstays. So if I get a chance to take one of my favorite characters and put him in awesome story, I'm always going to go for it. I don't particularly have a, uh, affinity for, uh, Thunderbolt Ross. I do think he's an interesting character. I picked him because I saw the soldier, uh, theme going through there other than Luke Cage, but still works out. But my, one of my biggest things about Thunderbolt Ross now, because he is now the red Hulk, because in his story, he doesn't think of himself as the villain, right? He thinks of himself as the hero that's stopping a destructive force that's going across the country, killing people, destroying things. And to finally defeat the Hulk, he became the one thing that he was trying to defeat. He became a monster, right? Like, obviously, he has more control over being the Red Hulk than uh, Banner has over being the Green Hulk, but he, he, he did that to himself, and it's got to take its toll. So that's I I just think that he is an interesting character in that factor, and that's why I I picked up Thunderbolt Ross. Folks, like I said, we just created uh, what are we calling this crossover? Soldier of Fortune for Soldiers of Fortune. I liked Inglorious that, Bolts. That, that's right, Inglorious Inglorious Bolts. I like that one better. Yes, Inglorious Bolt. <laughs> so uh, Marvel, hit us up, please. When you want to. You can find me on Twitter. I am at Mitchipedia GEM. GEM stands for Geek Elite Media. Rafa, where can people find you online? You can find me at Mobile Rafi, both through Twitter, YouTube, Tumblr, whatever you want. Please check out his videos on his YouTube. Ian, where can people find you online? Hey, hi. Uh, if you want, you can find me at twitch.tv slash Ian Flux. That's I A N F L U X. You can catch both me and Mitch on Wednesdays over there for some journey into mystery we record it live so come be a part of the conversation there in chat at about 5 30 or 6 arizona time That's also right. i'm on twitter at emflux12 i-a-n-f-l-u-x the number's one two please please go and check out his live streams they're so good <laughs> sam where can people find you online i am on twitter at sam i am 7041 
and Chris. So you can definitely find me <clears throat> the best places on Twitter. I am stuff. I should say should being spelled S H U D. Please check out geeklymedia.com where Rafa and I are in some great conversation about Grant Morrison's Batman and Ed Brubaker's Captain America. And that's one of the lovely places that hosts many of my many writings. Uh, and also check me out on AIPTcomics.com. That's where I do a lot of new comic book reviews and news as well. Yeah. Thank you, everyone that's a Patreon supporter and for voting for this uh, particular event. Uh, but until next time, this is Geek Elite Media saying always remember to geek, geek out. out. This concludes our broadcast.